You're listening to SCGA Off the Hosel, the official podcast of the South Carolina Golf Association. Here are your hosts, Alan Knight and Biff Lathrop. It's time for another episode of SCGA Off the Hosel. I'm Alan Knight. I'm sitting here with at the SCGA headquarters with Biff Lathrop. Biff, how are you? I'm great, man. I'm in the air condition right now. It's wonderful. I hear you. you got a lot going on, obviously. we got a lot going on. We've hit the summer hot streak perver- with the temperature and the, yes. and the golf tournaments. Uh, but, yes, as you and I got last got together, we've been knocking out some uh, – some stadium qualifiers and getting ready for the big amateur championship coming up here the first of August at Musgrove. But can't wait. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be it's gonna be great. I love that place. Excited about it. Um, but since we were last together, we had a qualifier up at Smithfields on June the 29th. Uh, we had 15 guys that shot 74 or better that qualified, and Mr. Max Vischer from up in the Clemson area shot a, a minus 270 uh, to take medalist honors that day. Uh, turned right around that next Monday, went to Oak Hills, had a huge field at Oak Hills. You know, we also do at Oak Hills, along with our stadium qualifier, we had about 30, 35 guys that tried to qualify for the Southern Amateur. Oh, really? Yeah, we run that concurrently for the Alabama okay. Golf Association, who runs the Southern Amateur. That's cool. Um, so, yeah, it was, a, it was a big day, a long day, hot day. Uh, when it was all said and done, we had 17 guys that moved on uh, for the state am qualifier, and, uh, man – it took minus two, a score of 70 to qualify. Yeah. I, th- I think that's the first time we've broken the par barrier to qualify for the amateur championship. And they did play all 18 holes. <laughs> they played all 18 yeah. holes. Okay. Uh, and, and wouldn't you know, when it was all done, uh, we had four guys that tied for medalist honors. It was Ryan Martyr and Miles Eubanks, former yeah. junior champion of ours. Yeah. Uh, Oliver Rodermond. And Andrew Swanson, which you'll hear his name again here very shortly, right. but they all shot 67, 500 par there at Oak Hills. Um, so it was a great, great day. Golf course was good. Um, and then the, the final qualifier we had, this was a kind of a changeover. We were supposed to be in another facility, but had to, had to move it for some unfortunate reasons. But uh, ended up at the Ponderosa. Yeah, man, Pondo. And, you know, we've been going to Pondo forever for one-day events, and I, I played it back in high school days, and just good people down there at the Pondo. Yeah. And uh, it kind of happened by chance, but we had a we were excited about taking our first official event to the Pondo, <laughs> and the Pondo folks were excited about having us. Right, right. They had uh, you know membership out there watching and drinking cold beer, and I uh, bet. I bet. it was really cool. And I, I hope we have the opportunity to get back there and do it again. But uh, when we were when we were done that day, uh, nine guys shot seventy two or better uh, to make it to. Uh, the state am championship. Uh, we had f- another four-way tie for medalist at 69. Uh, ben Goforth, Levi jo- Joiner, our former intern Leighton Renner, wow. and uh, Charlie Byers. Nice. Yep, all yeah. shot 69. Uh, so th- that kind of finalized our part of the field for the amateur championship. Uh, you know, the club gets five spots, and their uh, Musgrove is going to be doing their club championship, uh, their club qualifier here. Okay. Uh, probably the next week or so. Yep. Uh, so then we'll have the field finally set. But yeah, we're excited. We're glad to get those over and, and get everybody in. And uh, a great four events that that Kyle and his team ran and just did a really good job with it. So. Yeah, it's always a good time, man. Yep. Once the field gets set. Once the field gets done. So, and then boy, Kyle and them rolled right from there. They they had to be down at Daltall. Uh, July the 10th and 11th, we had the USAM qualifier. Yeah. Uh, they got smoked the first day with weather. Oh, did they? Uh, yeah, they had two-hour rain delay, and then they played till dark and had to bring them back and finish a couple the next morning. But mm. as they tend to do, they got it all said and done. And when it was all said and done, we had five players that qualified at, at 138 or better. Uh, only one of those was a South Carolina boy, but you heard me mention his name earlier. 
Andrew Swanson okay. from Bluffton, South Carolina. He actually tied for medalist at 134. Good for Andrew. Uh, so he played really good. And we did have uh, we have two al- the two alternates came from South Carolina, Mr. Rowan Sullivan from Charleston, former junior champion, mm-hmm. and uh, Zach Rulin out of Rock Hill. Oh, yeah. Another former junior player. So yep. they're directly yep. in the tournament, those five. Those yep. first. Those, those first five yeah. directly in the amateur tournament. And then, yep. like I said, hopefully one of our fir- one of our two uh, alternates can get in there. So yep. it's been a – been a quite a busy two weeks of qualifying and then as we move on getting ready for the end of july uh first of august before we get back together again but uh we've got the the blade championship happening up in thornblade on july the 18th and 20th mm. uh that's 25 year anniversary wow unbelievable quite the event too man they've really done a great job with it and then the juniors roll right back down to hilton head for the jimmy self championship uh palmetto hall plantation on the 29th and 30th of july another good one while they're doing that uh me and alex hamilton and charlie roundtree will be over to chessie creek doing our georgia south carolina team matches oh good same weekend uh we got our eight top eight players that we qualify from the junior championship they're going to be there representing south carolina to take on them boys from georgia <laughs> uh so we'll see what happens hopefully we'll have a good good two days there and then then we roll right into from there we roll right into the amateur championship at musgrove mill yeah so uh we're looking forward to it man a good a lot a lot happening uh tis the season this is what we do this is the time of year for us we're, we're excited to do it and i'm excited about this next guest that we got coming up here i am uh, too off man. the hosel it's the uh kyle i've known kyle's a great dude been around grew up in the junior golf association and the whole family did yeah so. yeah i mean his two sisters uh, his mom was out there all the time his dad uh, so it was uh it's good to catch up with kyle see what he's got going to and we we hope everybody enjoys the listen Together, the South Carolina Golf Association, the South Carolina Junior Golf Association, and the South Carolina Junior Golf Foundation strive to promote, preserve, and grow the game of golf in South Carolina. Through a combined effort, each association and the foundation work to support amateur golf, junior golf, and grow the game's initiatives throughout the state of South Carolina. Be sure to follow all three organizations on our social media handles for the latest and greatest updates and news. The MySCGA app is also a great way for all members to post scores, follow live scoring at SCGA Major Championships, and stay updated on all things SCGA. To follow live scoring of the SCJGA events, download the SCJGA app. Lucky enough to be joined by Mr. Kyle Thompson. How are you, Kyle? Doing great. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to come join us over here at Fox Run. Yeah. yeah Simpsonville. Uh, I've played here a good many times growing up as a kid, you know, from Easley, South Carolina. I used to play a couple tournaments here when I was younger. And, Is that uh, where you're from, Easley? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, uh, Have you ever – did you notice how good the golf course looked when we I came I'll tell you, in? I drove in and it looked really good. Right? Yeah, I was That's impressed. Same thing Alan and I thought when we got here. I mean, it looked really good. A lot That's of the green. best I've ever seen it right here. I, mean, I used to do, run some tournaments here, but – um, junior golf, Easley, South Carolina. How'd you get to start? You know, my dad got me started back when I was really young. I mean, literally just crawling. I was grew, I was born in Panama City, Florida. Okay. Uh, my dad was transferred, worked for NCR, was transferred up to the uh, the factory, the plant in Liberty, South Carolina. So we planted a flag in, in Easley back when I was, I mean, I was five or six years old. But um, quickly just fell in love with the game. And, you know, we, we joined out at Smithfields where I grew up and, uh, from a young age, I just absolutely couldn't get enough of it. You know, during this time of year, in the summers, my parents, my dad would drop me off at eight o'clock on his way to work, yeah. and then at five o'clock when he got off of work, he'd meet me at the golf course. <laughs> so he dropped me off with a, you know, a bathing suit, and my golf bag. Right. So I'd, uh, first thing I'd do is go play nine, 
and I'd come in, I'd be sweaty, I'd, I'd jump in the pool, and then I'd take my swimsuit off, throw it back in the bag, I'd go play another nine. <laughs> I would do that on and off all throughout the day, throughout the whole summer. And, like, Smithfields was my babysitter as a kid. So That's awesome. I, you know, it's kind of funny. I mean, I came through the same way. A lot of a lot of us during that time frame, you, it wasn't so much you know, having to, the hover the hover parent, you know. You yeah, got right. dropped off and you figured it out. It's kind of the golf shop became the babysitter for you during the day. But yeah, I mean, yeah, that's exactly what happened, you know. And I – Thankfully, we had some some really solid older kids at the club that that uh, kind of took me under their wing. I, I remember when I was third, fourth, fifth grade. I was playing with all the juniors and seniors on the high school team, wow. um, and we had a lot of good players. So I, I really learned a lot about the game um, and how to play it. Uh, really, you know, the, the the etiquette of the game from a pretty young age, from playing with you know those the guys. Older, yeah. the old, and then also on the Saturdays, I'd play with, with the dogfight every day. You know, every Saturday with my dad and right. the older gentlemen in the club. And uh, so again, common theme. You know, you, a lot of these guys that we've talked to and we that have been successful come through and, and end up learning a lot of this just from being out there right. and playing with guys that are older and better yeah. than they are. Well, uh, one story, I, his, I believe his name was Stuart Barber. He was the president of our club back when I was a kid, and I was like seven or eight or something, and, and he pulls up in a golf cart, and I'm on the, I'm on the tee of the first hole, and he says, son, do you mind if I play with you? And I said, sure, come on up. And so as he's about to take the club back, and I don't remember this story, he tells me this. He said, as I'm about to take the club back, you stop me. And he said, well, sir, what are we playing for? Oh, wow. That's great. That's and, it. And, uh, and he's like, well, what do you have in mind, kid? And I said, well, how about a snicker bar? He's like, all right, deal. And so I thumped him pretty good, I think. So real quick, Let's talk about your family, the two sisters. Yep. Where are you? In the, are you the oldest, youngest? So I'm the oldest. Okay. Uh, you know, my I was born in 79. My other sisters are, are 81 and 82, so we're really close. So when okay. I was, you know, we all end up going to University of South Carolina where I was a, a senior. They were freshmen and sophomore on a women's team. Wow. I and, didn't know uh, that. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. So we had a, you know, a golf family. My, my sisters were, you know, they played usually two and four to five man on the women's team. Yeah, Christy McPherson was number one player back then, yeah. and um, you know, Corey, the youngest sister, she ended up going on and um, getting into coaching. Right. And as I'm sure you're aware, she's the the head women's golf coach at Ole Miss, and uh, I'm really proud of her. She's the famous one in the family now. Like she won a yeah. national championship a couple years ago, right, and right. Uh, has had a, a lot of success coaching oh, yeah. women's golf. She has one of our alums as her assistant coach now, right. doesn't she? Isn't Zach yeah, there? she does. She does. Nice. Uh, Zach Bird. So Zach Seifert. Seifert. Sorry. Zach yeah. Seifert. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's a golf family. You know, right. my mom's the only one that didn't play. She was kind of our, our shuttle driver as a kid, and you know, it, the, the challenging part about you know a golf family like we had is you know at one point I was playing national level tournaments and traveling the country and then my Casey was playing sort of more uh, regional and then Corey the youngest was playing more local so we had we had three of us kind of going all different directions yeah um you know the um the, the, the membership at, at Smithfields was amazing though like they really helped a lot and sometimes right. I'd chip in some air miles and different different things to help really? us get from one point to another but yeah. now if I remember correctly because I, I got to know you a little bit during the junior golf stuff and and your mom might not have played much golf but she had as much time on the golf course as anybody else her did. presence was known <laughs> <laughs> she never met a stranger anybody that's ever uh, met my mom as they've, they've, they've got a story about her so yep. um, that's awesome yeah she's she's a she's a big personality. I've only met her once, and it was at the SCGA office. She came and donated some stuff. And, yeah. And I'm talking about everybody was chit-chatting with her, and it was a happy, like, joyous moment. And I was like, who was that? And they're like, that was Kyle Thompson's oh, mom. She was the premier golf mom out there, brother. Right. Like you said big personality. Yep. She'd come up and smiling and give you a hug and 
had to quiet her down a little bit when there's other people playing around there. <laughs> well, there was times when she would get talking to some other mom, or and yep. she would get two holes behind or something. You know, on the course, <laughs> she'd shuffle up. Hey, what'd you do with the last two holes? You know, and I said, Well, I hit it out of bounds, made triple on that one. I made bogey, and even though I went like birdie, birdie. You know, right. and I'd just mess with her. And she'd put her head down. Oh, wow. and afterwards, my score would be like a 69 <laughs> instead of a 75 or something. She said, What? Yeah. With it, you, know, well, so. you came through uh, you were kind of part of our first class to come through that ju- junior golf association program our junior golf association was created in 1990 uh you were probably what 11 11 or 12 then. yeah yep um and then so paul ruillard and that crowd i mean and that's when i remember you kind of coming through the junior ranks and everything did you had a good experience yeah yeah i would say <clears throat> i would say that um you know we had some guys like you know chris Patton, who i know it was recently you know met with you guys and then uh, obviously, you know, some guys like Tommy Beershank and yep. uh, Mark Swaggart, I think, was another. Yeah. But there's, yep. you know, there's a there's some older guys that kind of like, I would say, pretty early on. But I feel like our class and maybe even the one ahead of me, which was, you know, Jonathan Bird and Brent Roof, might have been like one yeah. of the first ones. But out of my class, I mean, we had so many good players. Yeah. Myself, uh, you know, Lucas Glover, uh, Eric Ledford, Paul Tucker, yeah. Rob Simmons. Yeah. Uh, Jamie Thomas, um, gosh, there's a the whole Spartanburg High School draft <laughs> yeah, team. Right. You know, John and John McAllister. They, yeah. and they had oh, a yeah. bunch of guys John up there. Yeah. yeah, So, uh, and I know I'm missing a few. And then if you just kind of hopped over the border end of a, you know, if you count of Augusta, which they weren't, you know, part of us, but the, the, all the the Charles Howells and mm. um, yeah. Scott, you know, Brian Skurlock and uh, Jay McCall, not Jay, uh, Jay, uh, forgot his name. But we had there were just so many great players that were just right here, you know, in the core of South Carolina. Yeah, that, that really pushed us to be to be better players. I mean, it was it was impressive to go out there in, in, in the in the fields and the and the scores you had to shoot and where y'all are now too. I mean, as far as your careers, be it still playing or or in your career as a, a successful business person. Um, I mean, it, it's it's a lot. When I mean, you mentioned Rob Simmons, he's on my board now. Yeah, he's a big part of what we do with the South Carolina Golf Association. It's it's kind of kind of neat to see those names still rolling. Yeah, Rob's a great great guy. Yeah. I, you know, we haven't been as close as we were when we were kids, but man, he was one of the fiercest competitors when we were kids. I, he could get it up and down out of a trash can. Yeah. Was, <laughs> yes, he and could. And he had these ugly Cleveland Vass irons. Do you remember those things? That were like Offset. Like, yeah, like yeah. anti-shank sort of. Yeah. Like, they were awful, ugly. Yeah. Yeah, Corey Pavin won the Open with them. <laughs> but he got he got the most out of his game. I mean, it was unbelievable. You say fierce competitor. He is, still, he is still a fierce competitor. That's why I brought him on the board. I needed that opinion. I needed him to come in there and tell me what he thought about things, yeah. and that's what he does. He, he holed out from behind number 10 green at Lexington Country Club in the – and I mean, he was dead. Pim was back. He's way over the green, and he hit this bump and run that looked like going up plinko, you know, like this, uh-huh. and it just barely got on the green and slow rolled right in the hole. Wow! I'm like what? I mean, it was a three <laughs> shot swing, you know. The first, I still remember that. First time I met Rob Simmons was I was caddying U.S. Junior qualifier at Columbia Country Club. He missed the fourteen to par three and hold out like he. Oh you know, really? Yeah. Oh. Uh, and I knew he he qualified that year for U.S. Junior, but what with with junior golf as a whole? I mean, I know you played South Carolina Golf Association stuff and Junior Golf Association, but nationally, did you AJGA stuff? A lot of that, a lot of the national. Yeah, events? yeah, I did. Uh, I did all the national stuff that we could drive to. You know, I, I played um, a number of AJGA events and just in the in the southeast, really. Yeah. You know, and and occasionally, my, my first national, real national event was out in San Diego um, with the. World Junior? World Junior, yeah. yeah. I think I was 15. Wow. I actually went with Alan Ganey, Tommy Ganey's brother. Okay. And Shauna Estes. And that was my first real, 
you know, and I remember getting there and I was paired with DA points and a lot of yeah. others recognized, but DA was like ranked fifth in the national junior rankings and I was a nobody. And I was four under through seven holes, and all of a sudden I was like, oh, man, what's going on? And I was so nervous getting paired with D.A. And, right. And to this day, you know, D.A. is a, a good buddy of mine now, and it's just funny when I look back at that. and like, why was I ever nervous getting paired with you? Was it Tory Pines? Tory Pines, yeah. 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 That's cool. So uh, I ended up just just choking all over myself and shooting like over par that day. But, Did you? But I, I remember the experience, and then, you know, that was – I was probably 14 or early 15, maybe, you know, early my 15th birthday, and then I won – when I was 15, I won um, a big event, the PGA Junior, down in Florida. And so that kind of really put me on the map of, of colleges that were recruiting and stuff. And so won that, finished second the following year to, to uh, Trevor Emmelman. Wow. And, um, you know, through that time period, though, I, I, I had, I had a, a really good run. I was first-team All-American on the AJGA and, um, you know, won the – I think the Jay Haas Award started yep. my junior yeah. year. Yep. Yeah. I was able to win that junior and senior year. Jay so. Haas Player of the Year Award. Yeah, yeah. For, for kids. And so yeah. About that time frame, didn't your family move into Irmo, Columbia area? So, yeah, my, my dad got transferred down to Columbia, and he – we didn't move then. No, we moved right after I finished my okay. senior year. Okay. Yeah, so they wanted to wait because I had, I had some – they wanted to, to keep the continuity of, of my high school right. golf going, sure. and then, but then my parent, my sisters did graduate from Irma High. Right. Yep. So they honed their skills at Coldstream. They did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my parents live right there near the course, and rest in peace, Coldstream. Yeah. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> that was quite a golf course. Yes, yeah. it was. Yes, it was. Did you play much there? I played like twice. Okay. Ever. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't. Uh, you know, I didn't write home about you know, I didn't it's not <laughs> no. didn't put it in my, my diary. <laughs> who, who recruited you to Carolina? Was that Bill McDonald? No, it's Puggy. Puggy okay. Blackman, yeah. yeah. Um and to be honest, you know, I, I grew up a Clemson. I used to go to I all the Clemson so. games. Yeah. You know, growing up in Easley, I used to sell programs at their games. Did um, you really? You know, Larry Penley was sending me letters. I think I was—I don't know if it's even legal, but like I was age eleven or twelve, he was—I I had letters from Larry, handwritten notes from him, and uh, oh, wow. you know, when I got to high school and I had—I didn't have any—I uh, uh, didn't have any money growing up. You know, I—I yeah. I would go and get free tickets and go take a date over to a basketball game or something like that. You know, so, right, right. That's um, smart. Yeah, I went to a lot of Clemson, Clemson stuff growing up, and um, you know, but when I when it got down to it, and I wanted to play. Pro golf is my next step. Puggy Blackman had just had this amazing run at Georgia yeah. Tech where he had David Duvall right. and Stuart Sink and Bryony Baird, Charlie Reimer, you know, Gary yeah. Nicholas. He had probably eight to ten guys at the time, and he had sort of a – I felt like a blueprint. Like he said they work out three days a week at 6 a.m. I know myself. I need to be pushed like that. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, Clemson – they had, I think, at the time, they only had like Clarence Rose was like one of their only guys playing. And I think, I think Chris Patton was maybe done at the time, but there just wasn't a lot. I just felt like there wasn't the same level of success. And obviously, that's changed. It's flipped on its right. head 180 because Clemson's had so many great players. Really, you know, starting with Charles Warren, Jonathan Bird, yeah. John Engler's my age. You know, they've had a ton of guys. But, um, but the decision wasn't too hard. I really liked Puggy. He became like a almost a second dad to me we yeah. still talk to this day a good bit yeah um and uh yeah i had a I had a great experience at South with, Carolina. with puggy and before puggy now <clears throat> did you have a primary instructor necessarily when you were, or did you kind of just tinker yourself or yeah my first lesson in golf was ever i think i was either 15 or 16 was mike castelluzzi yeah so oh, you yeah. all know mike he's oh, in yeah. columbia now yep. so. that's when i first met you you used to come down to columbia to windermere and, and mm -hmm. columbia country club yep when you were on tour or 
Yeah, well, I was, so I lived in Columbia. No, I lived in Columbia until 2004 okay. when I moved up to Greenville. But, yeah, I, I would play – I would spend a lot of time with Mike. Um, you know, gosh, I worked with him for probably at least eight to ten years. Um, had some of my best ball striking years ever work with Mike. I think anybody that's listening to this, he's a really knowledgeable instructor right there in, in Columbia area. Is and he's, he's still in the Columbia area? He is, yeah. And he, he, he teaches. I don't think he's doing it full time, yeah, right. but um, I think he might be teaching at a Columbia Country Club some, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Do, you, do you remember what his license plate said? Yeah, hang on. RX4 par. See me for a par. See me for par. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Sorry. He, he was a, I mean, he was an instructor. Yeah. He was yeah. out there yeah. all the time. Yeah. yeah he was. So. And the reason I ask that, because then you go to college and, and, and you get puggy and, and you're at University of South Carolina, and we're going to get into all your success there. But did 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 puggy work with you much? Or was that more of a mental thing with puggy? Or what, how was yeah, that? Yeah, puggy. So <laughs> it was kind of funny. I was a stubborn kid, you know. Like, if, if it didn't feel good right off the start, a lesson – then I wouldn't, I wouldn't give it my full attention. So there was times when I would get help from Mike in the morning and Puggy in the afternoon. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, I don't know if either one of them ever told him that, but I, uh-huh. I had done that in the past because, I don't know, I was always looking for that little tiny, tiny feeling that could get me to play better, or to hit the, hit the shot that I wanted or whatnot. And um, I did have swing help from Puggy. I also had – uh, Puggy's really good with the mental side of the game. He used to have Bob Rattel in every year yep. for a long weekend. I thought that was awesome. Yeah. And then, um, you know, Puggy's really good with the short game too. Not so much technique, but really good with the mental side of things. Yeah. And so that helped me a lot. So I, I, I thought, uh, I thought between sort of Puggy and Mike's help, I always felt like I was in a good spot. Where'd y'all play most of your golf when you were there? Because you were in soccer on 98 through 2001? Is yeah, that I came right? in the fall of 97. Yeah, graduated okay. o- spring of 01. So, yeah, we played, you know, University Club back then, and then we played a lot at Spring Valley, played a lot at, uh, trying to think where else we Columbia played. Columbia Country Club? Columbia Country Club, yeah. Windermere used to be pretty pretty yeah. good back yeah. then, and yeah. so was Wildwood. Right. Yeah. So, um, and then, yeah, and I think uh, I'm trying to think the other one I used to play where That's the team plays it. now. Was it Wood Creek? Did yeah, Wood go? Creek had just opened up yeah, then, too. They were so, fairly new to that. Yeah, time. yeah, so it was good. So, you know, we had an assortment. Um, right. You know, the one knock on, on, on the University of South Carolina and, and Columbia is just like you got to drive a few minutes to get to any of those courses. Yes. Yeah. You know, I think we played one time at Forest, at, Forest, uh, Lake. Forest Lake, and I don't think we got invited back. I can tell you why. It's pretty funny. <laughs> why? Well, it was two two stories that day. One was Eric Ledford, who was my roommate. Yep. You know, Eric, this is how bad of a college coach I would be. <laughs> and I love Eric to death, but he was the number two ranked player in the state behind me at the time when I was coming out. And Puggy said, I've got enough scholarship to go after one more guy. I can either go after Eric Ledford or Charles Howell. Who do you want me to really go after? I said, go after Eric. Wow. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And uh, But – but Eric, you know, he kind of got a case of the yips off the tees, but he, he had every course record around the Midlands, it seemed like. He could shoot 64 like that. And so, anyways, um, Eric makes this really long putt on one of the holes, <clears throat> and there's a, there, uh, there's a neighboring hole that's got four elderly golfers, and they're all pull carts and two, you know, two men and their wives up probably, and yeah. he makes this long putt. And this is right when, like, Happy Gilmore come out, oh, you know, with the whole that, oh, yeah, that thing. Yeah. So he, he was riding the bull all right. the way around. He lapped around the green twice. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh-oh. And they were just standing there with the hands on the hips, like, shaking their head. And so uh, – yeah. not, not at Forest Lake. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So <laughs> that was – Last was, time. Yeah. So That's that, awesome. For some reason, we never got invited back. I don't know if it was that, that reason, but um, – Did you ever get any trouble at the Wardle House out there? No, no. No, the university club was that was that even there? Yeah, yeah, it was there. Yeah, no, I never got any trouble out there. We never, we didn't, you know, 
I don't remember using it a ton, right. to be honest with you. Right. So, but I do still have my, like, there's like a, they used to have a parking spot sign that had my name and like all american or something yeah. I, I swiped that when i graduated right. so That's i've still cool. got it in my garage at home when i pull in speaking of which you should have had three of those signs right because we were all american three years yeah yeah That's yeah pretty special so there. i had a had a good run yeah and you won i i, I don't know some other collegiate wins but i know you won the the 99 ncaa east regional Mm-hmm. And the 2001 West Regional, so you got both sides. I've got two. Yeah, <laughs> there's some good stories behind both of those. And uh, you know, I won my very, very first event in college my freshman year down in Palmetto, the Palmetto Intercollegiate, yeah. which was down in yeah. um, in Aiken. And no, this one was down in Kiowa back then. Oh, really? Yeah. And we were paired with Clemson the last day of the tournament, and so that was kind of cool to put my nice, you know, get my 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 career going. And right. then I finished third my second event that freshman year. And then I played poorly the rest of the year, never won anything else, and didn't make All-America my freshman year. But, um, but yeah, the, the NCAA regionals were really fun, especially the one up in Rhode Island. I think that was 01. I hold, like, a trap shot, a chip shot, <laughs> and then the very last hole of the day, I got up and down from 40 to 60 yards out out of a bunker for par to shoot 63 and to beat Matt Kuchar by a shot. Wow. So that was, I mean, that was just one of those crazy fluke days, you know. One of the hardest shots in golf is that 40- to 60-yard bunker shot, isn't it? I hit it with a pitching wedge with the face open. Nice. Did you yeah. really? Yeah, you know, and it curves a lot because when you have, it just, it, and then it spun really hard to the right and it, to like 8 or 10 feet with all the teams behind the green as yeah. we were finishing. And what a feeling that was, It huh? was really awesome, yeah. <laughs> it was cool. And I just chipped in on the hole before for Eagle. I mean, it was Sweet. like a greasiest round ever. That's so, awesome. I mean, I, got, I couldn't have squeezed uh, another shot out of that round. That's funny. That is some funny. Of your, some of your teammates off the top of your head through their time at Carolina. Yeah, we had, we had, a, we had a blast when I was there. We had uh, some great leadership. You know, Stuart Jen, who um, – I don't know if you remember Stuart, but he is uh, – Greg Norman is actually his godfather, but Stuart – uh, his dad is a, a longtime professional player from they're from Tasmania, Australia. Yep. And his huh. dad won the U.S. Senior Open a long time ago, and he has like the long hair. He looks like Steven Spielberg. Nice. You know, wow. so so we had Stuart, we had Eric Ecker, who was a multi-time multi-all-American uh, at South Carolina. We had Brent Roof, I've mentioned already. Yeah. Yep. Really good player. Older Mark Catalano is another good player out of Ohio. We had Jake Cranstuber, who's from the Greenville Greer area. Uh, I think Jake might have been an All-American. Um, so all those guys are older. And then, you know, younger than me, uh, Johan Koch, Scott Feasters, a, a South Carolina boy. Yep. Uh, we had a guy named Johnny Bloomfield from Jamaica. And we had kids from all over the place. Nice. Yeah. Johnny had – he didn't have a – he had an okay career, I'd say. But out of the blue, he wins this one event out in Dallas. And he shot like a 63, 64, 65. He has the all-time lowest – you know, record for for Gamecocks. Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Oh, that's funny. Well, you man. mentioned Brent Roof because Brent Brent's kind of our financial advisor, and he he plays in all of our stuff, and still got that left-handed power swing he puts out there. It's he fun can to hammer watch. it. Yeah. He did, it. did he always set up wide open? No, back? no. Okay. He, he really caught the yips somewhere late in his college career off the tee. Uh-huh. He struggled with it big time. Okay. And, uh, you know, he got really hooked, you know. And so this is way post-college where he got that crazy hook, hook, yeah. you know, closed stance and yeah. face really open. He always had the face open. 
But Brent's another guy that's sort of like Rob Simmons, like just an ultra competitor. Yeah. yeah. You know, wedge game is as good as anybody in the world's back when he was. It's kind of funny now. Brent's boy played at the junior championship yeah. last week at Lexington. Yeah. So, I mean, it's oh, starting, yeah. starting to see it come full circle yeah. again. Yeah. We yeah. Had, and Michael Manus is another guy we had. Yeah. He was a, you know, a great, you know, junior out of the state of South sure. Carolina. Um, forgot about Michael. Brent Del Husey was on our team briefly. Then I was I think, about to say. I think he left. I don't know if he left when I was a senior. Or maybe after I graduated, he's a year behind me, so I can't remember. He did sit out a year, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he did. He did. You, but Puggy was your coach throughout your career, all four right? years. Yeah, and then I guess Bill McDonald came in. I must have been a at least years. At, at least five years after, after me, okay. maybe more than that. So, what was your journey from collegiate ranks to when you got done? You graduated. It's time to go do <clears> your thing. How did that process work? Did you just jump right out there and successful and just made it go? Or did you have to go through uh, You know, no, I, it wasn't. So I finished 2001, you know, spring of 2001. I played that year. I. It's funny. My first event ever as a pro was in Salt Lake City, Utah. And to get there, you know, as a, as a young kid, you got to drive. I couldn't fly out there, and you know, I don't have the money. So I had this Chevy Blazer, <laughs> drove out there halfway across the country. And it's my first event, official event. It's a money qualifier. Shot 76 miss it by 10 yeah uh so i'm like god i gotta get a lot better and i met some guy in the practice round who's like hey you come to boise you can sleep on the couch at my girlfriend's place which i did you know kill a week between the next event which was tri-cities washington monday into that one with a 67 i'm in like top 10 going in the final round still got my gamecock golf bag nice <laughs> yeah and, nice. uh yeah and i i sh- shot like 80 final day i just oh, choked big time i didn't sleep a wink the fan was going all night you know all right and then, so then I got to shoot over to Oregon, to uh, Eugene, Oregon, for the next Monday. Drive down Sunday night, got no sleep, tee it up Monday, play the course blind, shoot 69, I qualify again. Wow. So that was Monday, September 10th, 2001. The next day was 9-11, obviously, uh-huh. and they canceled the event after I qualified. Wow. And uh, so, you know, it's funny, I can remember every bit of that, because yeah. that was my first pro experience but then anytime you have like you know that that 9-11 in there I, I just remember the whole whole stretch but yeah. you know and then i also try to qualify for one in boise after that didn't make it but that that stretch at the start was really great for me and then i went to q school for 2001 didn't get through unfortunately um i made a, a really bad error i let the, the football trainer at south kind of work me out about two weeks before uh first stage of q school and he made me puke. I couldn't could hardly sit down for like a week. Like it was just dumb. <laughs> and my game was just garbage after, you know, for, for a couple of weeks after right. I did that. But, um, so then you fast forward to 2002 and I went and chased Monday qualifiers and, you know, all over the country and I played state opens and different things. And then right towards the end of the year, I started playing pretty good and I played three Hooters tour events. And I finished top three or so in all of those. And then I got through Q school, went all the way through the finals and I missed my card by, I think, one, no, two shots. And I lipped out my shot on the last hold. It Ugh. would have got me in, and I missed a seven or eight-footer coming back. But I had, wow. like, a chip shot that I, wow. I knew I had to make and didn't. But So then, you know, basically my first year with any status, though, was 2003 on the on – the, uh, back then it was, I think, the Nationwide Tour, I believe. Or maybe Web.com. can't uh, really remember. The 03, huh? Yeah, so 03 through – I had full status on, or basically status on a PGA Tour sanctioned tour from 2003 until my last year of full plan was 2018. Right. So oh, I know you would. Yeah. You had been out there a while, and I, I worked at Columbia Country Club. I remember on a Monday, you and I want to say Jen Park maybe came out there. Yeah. As and just said, hey, 
you were quote unquote the first tour player I ever met. You know what I'm saying? And oh, cool. you said, "Can we practice?" And I said, "Sure." But I said, "Can I take a?" I took a picture, <laughs> of you guys. This is no lie. I took a picture, printed it out, made them autograph it, and gave it away to junior the junior clinic. You know, oh, that's, that's, yeah. a, that's really cool. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, Jen's one of my best friends to this day. Yeah, yeah. and uh, he just. You know, he he kind of quit playing when I did, and now he he just took a sort of a consulting job with the PGA Tour recently to to help them with their international players. Yeah. But um, that's cool. Golf is such a crazy sport that uh, you meet people from all over the world, and you know, a lot of my best friends I met through the game. So yeah, yeah. yeah. What now? You had you five Web.com victories. Is is that right? Yeah, yeah. And three three of those incredibly. Yeah, you must like Raleigh a lot, right? I named my kid Raleigh, so yeah. Did you really? <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that. The yeah. Rex Hospital Open. My man won that thing three different times. Yeah, it's like the I've, I've joked it's like the Olympics because I won it in seven, eleven, and fifteen. Oh nice. really? Yeah, yeah, and um, you know, I think it was my very first win, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, in 2007, I had two wins that year, one there and one out in Oregon. But um, it took me forever to win. You know, I felt like I think I had eight or nine second places before I've got my first win, and it was really frustrating me. And finally, in 2007, I was able to get the monkey off my back. And um, the greens up there are just really pure. Yeah. I like fast bent grass greens. And my putting has always been the worst part of my game. And for some reason, I just putt really well there. You and so, yeah. you know, but the unique thing about me winning there the, the third time really was that was my last event that I was ever going to play. Right. Um, that year, I had no status. It's like, you know, I was conditional on the Corn Ferry Tour. And I went to, uh, I had chased Monday qualifiers all over the place. Wasn't playing bad but i just wasn't getting any starts well i had a guy help me make a resume the week before that and i was ready to go to work i didn't know what i was going to do but i was okay. going to go out and try to you know <laughs> bs my way into a real job right and um out of the blue just played great that week actually i think i shot a 61 in the tuesday practice round against tommy gainey wow cleaned his clock pretty yeah, good yeah yeah so we we laugh about that to this day but uh we uh just you know it's a crazy game you never know what's gonna all come together for you so something the biff was unaware of this morning that we talked about and right up here i want to ask you about is the, the letter from mr palmer after yeah. winning oh, the, yeah yeah winning the third one yeah and yeah. that's basically what the letter said right that's exactly what it said it's signed it says uh you know i heard about your 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 you know this is your third win there and it was going to be your last tournament I mean, you know, I can't remember exactly how it's phrased, but signed by Arnold Palmer. And my yeah. wife almost threw it away. She she thought it was junk mail at first, you know, because it came in like Palmer Associates or something oh, really? like that on the letterhead. Yeah. And um, I'm glad she didn't because it's my most prized possession I have, really. Framed you know. in your office or it's, your home? Yeah, or? it's framed in my house. That's nice. So. Good for you. That's yeah. Awesome. Yeah. It's uh, pretty special. You know, I know he signed a ton of autographs, but he was the man, you know, and, sure. and, and to have a, a, a letter like that, I'll. I'll well, that was, cherish it forever that was kind of when he was what i call the peak of him sending out letters to guys like that but most of the time it was pga tour you know what i'm saying and for him to recognize you and and i thought that was really special so. i agree i you know i don't know who he who he has helping him uh kind of keep up with that sort of yeah, stuff but yeah. you know it's pretty unique for a guy to win his last tournament he's ever going to play in you know because right. the only reason i got into that is because i'd won it back in 11 and it was my last year to play in that event before my status you know was yeah, out so right. Um, so yeah, won that, got my career going again, then won again in 17 and then, uh, out in, uh, the Bahamas, the first year, first term of the year. Yeah. The um, windy one. Yeah. The Exuma classic. Yeah. Anybody that was there, it's like, we have this immediate bond if you're at that term. <laughs> so I just remember, I remember watching the flag sticks almost touching the green, uh, you know, yeah. we should have never played. Right. I mean, 
The, the officials even said that. But it was the very first year of us going there. And imagine going to this event to have your first year event and not even touching a golf course. Like, yeah. The practice round Tuesday, Wednesday was perfect. Then on Thursday, it's like, you know, it was like a, a gale for, force <laughs> hurricane. Wow. And it was gusting up to 52 miles an hour. And right. we played through it without a stop. Wow. Like, insane. That's crazy. Yeah. That is crazy. Yeah. I just remember seeing the golf chain. I was like, good for Kyle to survive that. How, uh-huh. do, you, how do you how do you adjust your game for something like that? Is it is, There's no way to say it or do it. You just go out there and figure it out. Yeah, you just hold on to your hat and just, just buckle up. You know, I, I, I re- distinctly remember um, – I, I was on the range actually at Holly Tree the week before, and as I was warming up to go play golf, um, Bradley Hughes, who I don't know if you yeah. guys have yeah. talked to Bradley, yeah. but you know he's a really well-known instructor now, but I've known Bradley for a long time. I said, Bradley, I'm about to go play. Give me a swing thought. He said, all right, if you're going to draw it, feel like post-impact, your right shoulder's high, and if you're going to fade it, feel like post-impact, your left shoulder's further away from the ball. Yeah. You know, And so I'm like, oh, okay. And so I started feeling that. And man, it helped me really hook the ball hard into the breeze. And yeah. There were some shots when it was going left to right where I felt like I was, you know, like if you're bowling or playing tennis, you know, you're hitting a top spin lob. It's that sort of yeah. that feel like yep. that. Yep. I was doing that just to get the ball to fly semi straight. Wow. And, um, you know, putted the eyes out of it. You got to putt well anytime you want a tournament. But right. I was, I think I was five over through my first six holes or something that that tournament. It was wild. One thing I've always been proud of you is the support you gave the Monday after the Masters. I mean, you were there. I don't know. You may have missed a year here or there, but you've always. And did you did you play this year? Uh, I got invited to play, but yeah. I couldn't because my um, I had my my work schedule didn't allow it. But right. uh, yeah, Paul Graham's always been really good to me and reaches yeah. out. And uh, I look, I, I love supporting that event because it supports junior golf. Yeah. Uh, junior golf is a big part of my life. Um, I've got kids that that have some interest in golf, so um, not quite as much as you know Brent Roof and some others, but. Right. Look, I, I, I've always liked that event. I remember going in caddy when I was a kid. You know, I caddied right. for Jay Haas when I was a kid. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah. So that's great. Yeah. That's a good story. You know, and that was the first time I ever met George Rogers. Was he was on the tee with Jay, and I walked up and I said, "Nice." I had no idea. I had no idea who he was. I said, "Did you?" Uh, did you play football or something in school? <laughs> he started laughing. He's like, yeah, I'm not a golfer. Well, wow. you know, we, we, big call, George. we call that the Monday after the Masters now because now that it's gotten so big, continuously so big. And, and mind you, we're talking about a band that was hooting the blowfishes at their peak was, what, 25 years yeah, ago? mid-90s or so. Right? Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and, and, but now we got so many players. Now we do it on Sunday. We do part of them on Sunday and part of them on Monday. So, well, again, thank you for being a part of it because it's, it's, it is a huge part of what our Junior Golf Association does and has been able to do for the last 25 years that they've been hosting that tournament. I want to ask you about one particular day. Yeah. Because I used to – I was Chris Miller's right-hand man, so to speak, back then. And we would we were on the first tee. We all were. I know. <laughs> True. Uh Chris and I ran the long drive, the celebrity long drive contest. But then, yeah, I guess uh, Craig Melvin or Charlie Rimer's hanging out on one tee, you know, MCN, and it was just a fun place to be. Prior to your marriage, you were engaged oh, yeah. at the time. Yeah, I remember this. Yeah, yeah and, and uh, <clears throat> your amateur mm-hmm. offered, you got Kyle's future wife to hit a tee shot, and she hit it. I can't remember how far it was, but he would give five grand towards her wedding. Well, she almost took my head off. Oh, really? Yes, because I was off to the right. I was, I've, got I think a picture, I've got a picture of that moment with Did Craig you? Melvin in the background and her swinging a right, golf club. Right. So. That's great. Yeah, yeah. That Emmy? Was, Emmy? Yeah, Emmy. Yeah. yeah. She she caught a little low on the face, or we would have had, I think, all of our china wear yeah. covered. <laughs> so it was something like that. Yeah, so did you end up, I mean, that guy, did he ever do anything? Or? Uh, 
Well, his name is Nat Hardwick. And, oh, and oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that okay. was Nat. And uh, Nat's a – he was a good friend of mine, and he still is. And yeah. I still text him some, but he's – He's actually in, in jail right now, so oh. sorry. Well, but, yeah, I just thought it was a random amateur. You got no, no, with. yeah. I played. I used to play a Nat in a lot of. He, he played a lot of proams all over yep. the country and stuff. But so, what what got you? Because obviously you're retired from professional golf now. Uh, what do you, what is your business now? Insurance. Yep, doing commercial um, property casualty insurance. Yep, and uh, it's still playing a little bit of golf. Every now and then, you know, I probably play 20 times a year. Okay. You know, but usually it's just business development. Like I'm playing golf with uh, uh, Kraft Hines here in a couple of weeks up in Chicago, um, and I'm trying to get the guy from Sherman-Williams to join us as well. So um, we'll see. But I, if I can get, you know, four or five hours of time with them, create a rapport with them, right. um, and just let them know that, hey, I'm, I'm your guy to help you manage your, your company's, you know, uh, risk. Right. Uh, and I bring in a team, you know, it's, 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 it's really not, uh, it's been a great career, great transition for me. Yeah. So, I was going to ask you, yeah. it seems like you're enjoying it. I love it. Yeah. I, I joked that I should have stopped playing golf way earlier. <laughs> so I should have not won that tournament in 2015. But you know, we were talking earlier and, and before we started doing this, but you know, asking about if you missed it and, and, and I think your answer was the competition and the, and the people. Yeah. Is that, is that pretty much – I mean, that's that's part of it. That's most of it. Yeah. You know, the people, not just players, but the caddies, the, the tour ups, uh, the, that that banter, it's hard to replace that. I yeah. mean, that was really fun. Yeah. I like that part of the, of the of that job. also like the um, – you know, I liked when I was in contention. There's no better feeling, no bigger, you know, high in the world than being right in the hunt trying to win a golf tournament. Like hitting, that, hitting that 60-yard bunker shot with everybody standing behind <laughs> you. Yeah. <to> <laughs> You better, yeah. You, you know, I just I miss that part of it yeah. for sure. But the the grind of it of playing every Monday, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday proams, the travel, yeah, yeah. you know, missing. It went from being something I truly loved to do when I was younger in my life to once I had a family. You know, right. I've got three kids now. It just it got to be a, a job that I didn't I didn't enjoy it. Yeah, you know? and it got to be really just uh, tough. And I fought with a lot of anxiety, especially around my putting. I fought the yips big time. Mm. You know, it really hit me hard probably around 2008, and it was always a battle from that really? point. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't believe I extended my career as long as I did, but, you know. Did you do the belly putter? Did you do all the I did. A, I, did a, and the <laughs> I mean, I had a point where I had a belly putter reverse claw nice. like this. Nice. But, I mean, I had three straight weeks where I shot like 63 with it, and I was putting, making everything with it. Right, but, um, right. It's just, you know. It, it was always a band-aid and i knew it and yeah. it's like at some point this is going to wear out and i got to find another way because right, right. you know the way it works is like you're tr- you create a whole neural pathway for your brain and once once that gets sort of ingrained then it's it then it, the the twitchiness came back yeah yeah and so yeah i truly think if i had time i'd do a lot of things really well left-handed i think i would try to putt left-handed but i just don't have time to mess with it no. interesting yeah well i mean my, my chipping is really bad right. I've, i'm about to go left-handed chipping now cross cross-handed left-handed i think right, is the I next step, there so. you go um tell us real quick about your family you got your three your wife name yeah, emmy so emmy? i got emmy sophie's 14 sam is 11 and then raleigh is seven okay so, and, yeah. and you said they show they, they they like golf but they, they like it they don't say they love it you yeah. know but they like it so like if we'll go out we'll go hit some golf balls here and there and they all hit it pretty decent um i think my youngest guy raleigh he's probably the one most into it he'll yeah. he'll say to me dad let's go crush some balls you know? <laughs> really? oh, nice. good yeah, for him nice. so but um you know it's 
it's one of those things where it just takes so much time. Yeah. That's the problem with it. You know, we all know that. And, and I'm trying to get them to, to, to get more into it. If if they know they can drive the golf cart, they're more apt to come out and do it. Oh, yeah. But you just got to make it fun for them. Yeah. Speaking of, know. speaking of family, a different take. And I remember when Hideki Matsuyama won the Masters, it meant a lot to your father-in-law, did it not? It did. Yeah. Yeah. My father-in-law was Japanese. Yeah. Um, un- unfortunately, he passed away earlier this year in January. But it uh, – it was an amazing moment to to watch Hideki win the Masters. Right. You know, my favorite tournament in the world. You know, with with my father-in-law, who you know really loved golf as well. And uh, he, you know, it's like all Japanese; they're very prideful. And he had he had a lot of pride in in that moment. So, right. Yeah. That's awesome. It was awesome. Yeah, I knew you were pretty proud of that, or mm-hmm. I knew he was too. So yeah, yeah, um, for sure. If I'm not mistaken, a long uh, you did an interview when I worked with Junior Golf Sessions. We we sat down and did some questions, and you told me that your sisters, one of the sisters, had the better short game in the family. Yeah, Casey. If I had Casey's putting stroke, I'd right. be a household name. I'm telling I hear you, you. That girl, I hear you. she puts with like a, a Arnie Palmer, like one of those 8802 yeah, Wilson 802s, yeah, yeah, yeah. and she's just so fluid and just right. natural, and like it looks like she was born with a putter in her hands and you know and she'll she just pours it in from everywhere she's still playing now we know Corey's coaching so she's yeah. obviously around the game and playing a little bit does casey still play a little every bit? now and then every now yeah, and then, yeah. She, she'll take her kids out she's got three boys that, that are into family golf. Yeah, yeah but you know um her her husband played soccer but she plays every now and then but it hasn't changed i mean yeah. i've seen her swing it still and it's really pure so and your office dynamic you work with charles do you I not do. yeah so i've got charles warren and tyler mccauley in our office tyler yeah a, tyler's a, a good, good player. player out of spartanburg and yeah. so y'all could y'all could take that group around and beat a lot of folks i right? put us up against any insurance team in the <laughs> world <laughs> maybe that's the next term at insurance open there you <laughs> go yeah like yeah. the trescott the best three-man team i mean heck the uh the our captain of our of our walker cup or excuse me of uh yeah, Walker Cup this year is uh, is a is a Gallagher employee too. Oh, so, really? Yeah, Mike out of uh, uh, I think Mike's in Iowa. Man, so well, you know, you, you've had the junior experience, the college experience, the professional experience, and and golf as a whole, though. I mean, it, it's obviously affected your life. It's made a difference in your life. It it, it, it affected the person you became, and and now obviously it's affecting business. I mean, it, it's one of those games that just changes your life i mean and make you a better person no doubt no doubt i mean we've got um i think we have four interns right now that are that are at gallagher helping us and i tell them all like if you're not you know already playing which a couple of them already play but you need to you need to learn about the game i think it's it's just one of those sports that you can play your whole life and you can make more relationships on the golf course than you ever can in a 30 minute meeting you know with with somebody so um i i I, I owe about basically everything I have to the game of golf. Honestly, yeah. like it's been it's been a really um, crucial part of my life. Any senior tour aspirations? <laughs> well, we'll see. Breaking news! Nah, we'll see. I mean, I'm 44 right now. I've got six more years. I, I'd have to get my body. I put on 20 pounds since I stopped playing golf. I mean, I'd have to get in some better golf shape, and I'd have to spend some more time working on my mental game. It's a you know, to, to get over the, the problems that I have with my putting, you yeah. know. You know, I never talked about really the yips when I was playing because you don't really want to admit uh, to it yeah. when you're competing, you know. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> you know, it was just – it was always something in the back of my mind that that that, that gave me problems, you know. Yeah. So, uh, if I had time to maybe work on it, maybe practice either left-handed or find the solution or, you know, spend some time in a – you know, with – with some Buddhist monk somewhere that might be able to fix even, it for even me. Stan Utley wouldn't help you, huh? Yeah, yeah. I tried everything, man. I, it's like 
it's, it's just anxiety about the future, you know, yeah. and it's and yeah. you got to get to that place where you really, truly don't care about the results of that shot. And I, I just struggle with that because I, you know, I, I, a lot of times I gave my importance or my, um, I gave too much value to money when I was playing, you know, thinking yeah. about it too much. I didn't right. really come from a lot of money and I was always trying to get more yeah. by playing. And so uh, I feel like if I had less care about that growing up and playing professionally, now that I can sort of look back on it, yeah. I probably would have done a lot better. Man, that's so. good to hear that reflection looking back and, and hearing what you talk about struggling with the game because I know I do. A lot of us do. Well, so. I think it's a hard game. And, and to your point, Kyle, I mean, you were you had a successful professional career it's it's hard man i mean the game's hard the 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 situations are hard the financial part of it's hard the traveling part's hard uh you i always said you you got to be a little bit lucky too on, on, on some of this stuff you can be as good as you can but you gotta be a little bit lucky to get you know the this big success that we're talking about out there yeah you definitely do you know and it was, it was a frustrating time for me when i you know i'm beating the pants off a lot of these guys on the corn ferry tour and then they move up to the pga tour and then they're doing really well yeah you know so it's like man that should be me you know so right. i had a little bit of that envy sort of going on too it's just sort of frustrating i didn't get more out of my you know i sort of had a, a, a really strange career because i did well on the corn ferry and it's so bad on the pga tour the three times i played up there and so uh, you know, I kind of yeah. chalk it up to just never quite getting comfortable on skin out there, and never, I never really played up to my potential ever, not once in one event on the PGA Tour. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's sort of a, you know, wish it wouldn't have been that way, but it is what it is. And yeah. And, but here you are now, successful. You got a beautiful family. Uh, Life's good. Life is good, right? Yeah. yeah. Amber, Amber status or still pro? I'm still, still a pro. pro. Yeah. Have I you? Remember, he's going senior tour. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> I don't know when I'm gonna. I don't know when I'm gonna. I mean, you didn't or even if, apply. I never even applied. Yeah. I, I just. I mean, if Charles can get it back, anybody can. Yeah, they gave him eight years. I'm like, I'm not going to wait eight years before and I then, can play a tournament. And then know? he came and dominated a four ball championship a I couple know. years ago. Or Delahousse did. One of the things. Yeah, it's probably Brent. Let's be honest here. Yeah, you don't want to win the four ball? That's I'm sure yeah. Charles was hitting the drives. Yeah. I mean, right. Charles and I both laughed because, you know, he led the, the PGA Tour in total driving and lost his tour card. And wow. I, yeah, which is hard to imagine, right? I and never, uh, I never knew that. I was number one on the. I was I was top five in every stat from 150 yards in, on 2000, 2012, yeah. and, I, and I didn't even come close to keeping my card. Wow! So really? like that shows how bad my putting was. Like I, <laughs> like when you hit it to, I think I averaged like 17 feet from the fairway from 125 to 150, and like it, when you hit it to averaging that, and you hit it to 10 feet, and you're just hoping you don't three putt. That's a problem. You know, that's a Bro, problem. I'm right there with you, my man. So. I'm right there with you, but. Well, well, thank you so much for taking the time. You we, got it. You're a working man. We got to get you back to the office. Yeah, yeah Kyle, I got a meeting. Appreciate you being a part of this with us. Appreciate what you do and, and the support you give because I mean you're there for a lot of the programs we do and, and you know things that we. Yeah, have I'd like to get more plugged in. So yeah. yeah, let me know how I can help, especially if you come up to this area. Gotcha, so. gotcha. Well, thank you so much and uh, good luck, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. you got it, Beth. Thanks.